0: Hey everybody, welcome back to The Pleasure Pod. It's me, Brie Reed, your favorite black feminist podcaster. And we're back with The Pleasure Pod after a brief moving hiatus. I'm so happy to be back behind the microphone. Thank you so much for all of your patience for this episode. For all of this goodness that we're about to get into, because I think this is going to be a pretty special episode, if I do say so myself. We're going to be... Chatting about a lot of things, we're going to be sharing a lot of secrets, a lot of lessons, and I'm so excited, so let's get into this good intro music, and I'll be right back. welcome back to another beautiful episode of the pleasure pod we are recording in a new space i have moved out of my mother's home into my first apartment Q new apartment by Ari linux which has been every young black woman's move-in song across social media i love to see it i love to see black women creating homes and spaces and having a true anthem to do it because it's like I'm going to walk around my apartment naked, I'm going to play neo-soul, and trap music, I know that's right, and occasionally country music, and all of these things exist, because we exist in multitudes, and I'm not going to wash those dishes, and I'm going to drink more wine than I'm probably supposed to, because all of these things make me happy. I know that's right. So, if you are a young black woman who just got a new apartment, is thinking about a new apartment has a dream apartment on your your manifestation board your your vision board i'm sending so much love to you it is a huge endeavor to move one that i thought i was prepared for but i don't know (laughs) um still getting used to being in a new neighborhood a new space a new state a new community so thank you to everyone who has sent me well wishes. Thank you to all of the new patrons over on Patreon who have been getting all of my little moving reflections over there at patreon.com slash B-R-Y-R-E-E-D. So if you want moving reflections, if you want my little thoughts, um, my listicles, all of those things, head over to the Patreon and support me over there. That is quite literally the most sustainable way that you can show me support. I have three tiers, $3, $5, or $10, and I think you can choose to donate monthly more than that, which a couple of you do, and I'm so grateful you help literally keep the lights on. The wi-fi on and this good content coming so thank you thank you so much to all of the patrons over there also special shout out to gina for looking out for me and looking at different events that are exclusive to black women and offering to show up for me in that way and linking to those resources and quite literally linking to those resources so special special shout out to gina You are an amazing friend to me. It has been so incredible to to know you and to be cared for by you. Thank you so much. A huge shout-out, as always, to our audio tech, our audio engineer, um, just virtuoso, Caitlin Barkley, who is going to be editing this episode. And I feel like since we're doing announcements, we have to take a brief pause And talk about because of different personal reasons with me starting grad school on Monday, August 24th. And Caitlin going through some personal transitions in her life. We're going to put the Pleasure Pod on a brief hiatus until October. Don't. Don't say that. But that means that this episode is extra special because we're going to be getting into a lot of semi-random topics. And lessons that I want to leave y'all with that I learned in August. Um, we're going to try to build a community on socials at that time and really just get into all things, pleasure pod and all spaces and build out this podcast so that in October when we return, we are back and better than ever. So please send well wishes to, to your team over here at the pleasure pod, me and Caitlin, as we go through two new milestones in life, um, accepting all support to the Pleasure Pod, as always, it keeps Caitlyn paid, um, even when episodes aren't coming out. So to donate to the Pleasure Pod and to keep Black women fed, housed, clothed, all of those things, and just made well, it's Venmo at Brie Reed at B-R-Y-R-E-E-D. And on Cash App, it's that dollar sign, B-R-Y-R. Um, no amount is too small or too big. <laughs> Thank you so much for everybody who listens to each episode and definitely taps in on those resources. I think that's all that I have for announcements. I moved brief hiatus until October and hit up those ways to donate and keep us going. So without further ado, we're going to get into the content for this episode. And I think I'm going to call this episode all of August little lessons, because if you're unfamiliar with the black radical tradition of Black August. That is something I participated in this year and I'm still participating in as I do study of black radicalism, of black text, um, building community with other black folk, and really delving into the history of black radicalism as I understand it and really interrogating what my understandings of black radicalism are. Where do they come from? Who do I? borrow so many of my definitions from, who is influential to my thinking. I've been reading a lot of Adrienne Marie Brown texts from Emergent Strategy to Pleasure Activism this month. I've been delving back into reading black fiction this month, which I think is so beautiful, and really thinking about how the black speculative fiction tradition is something that is foundational black radicalism for me in my history of study, thinking through um, how much more of Octavia Butler I need to read, thinking through all of the things I'm reading in Temple of My Familiar with Alice Walker. And as always, I'm always thinking about um, the way that Toni Morrison prompts me to think about memory and imagination in life and living. So all of those areas of study have really been instrumental to me in Black August, but also thinking about the ways that we build community with each other, the ways that we love on each other. As always, I'm thinking about care and how do we care for Black folk? How do we care for Black communities? And especially, how do we care for Black children? Um, In living in my new space, I'm able to see all three of my nephews a lot more often and spending time with those three babies, has been incredible to look at how all three of my nephews are earth signs. Um, So we have a Capricorn, a Virgo, and a Taurus. And looking at the ways that they interact and engage with each other is true earth sign shit. Like (laughs) the Virgo is a true, true Virgo. My little Taurus baby nephew is all smiles and giggles if you give him M&Ms and food and let him take a nap. And my Capricorn nephew is full cap energy. So thinking through how do I build community with them now that I'm here? How do I give them all of auntie's love and care and teaching? But also how do I just listen to what they need and listen to them talk about what they like? My Capricorn nephew is 10 and really enjoys true crime which I did not know until I watched him watch YouTube videos on true crime for literal hours. And that was a nice moment together. And that was also part of my Black August of getting back to building community with my own family, which is something that I think about often about how we create community and spaces with other Black radicals and chosen family. But how do we also bring it home? And always coming back to this question um, with me and my study partner, that we keep each other in check about is like revolutionaries at home and in the streets. Shout out to Dr. Lorian Bowles, um, who prompted me to think about that often and think about how many black male radicals in particular were revolutionaries in the streets but never at home. And thinking of how that politic and ethic of care has to go throughout Our lives, it cannot just be grounded in direct action work that we do elsewhere. How are we cultivating radical revolutionary love in our homes? How are we taking care of the children that live with us every day? How are we invested in cultivating loving, caring, radical relationships with our partners, with our parents, with our siblings. How do we take all of the radical lessons that we are teaching in the streets, that we are gathering and co-creating together in the streets and bring them home with us? So that's been a question for many months, but especially in Black August, I've really been interrogating how do I become a revolutionary in the streets and at home? What does that take? What are the core principles of that? What are the commitments that I have to make? And so as we talk about all of August's little lessons, I'm really thinking about radical honesty and boundaries. August taught me so much about boundary setting with myself and with others. Literally through moving, I had to set boundaries with myself through creating a budget. But I also had to set boundaries with the people who were caring for me and helping me move of like, this is what I want. You want to show up for me in a lot of ways, but really what I want is to not have to move any of these boxes after I packed them all up by myself. And so people showed up for me and people physically moved the boxes that I had packed, right? And so thinking about like setting boundaries and being clear in my statements of what I want and not lying to myself about what I want and what I need. And that first step of being true to myself and practicing self-awareness and radical honesty in myself allows me to show up and be honest with others, and be honest about what I want, what I need, and what support looks like. Another one of August's little lessons that I learned is about loving, and what loving and being loved fully feels like. I lean a lot on the teachings of Audre Lorde about feeling as knowing and the uses of the erotic And not only how I feel in my body consistently, but how does being in relation to somebody else and their feelings and their emotions and their body impact me? And so through a lot of August, I've been thinking about how does it feel to be loved fully? How does it feel not to make concessions about things that truly impact how I want to be cared for? And that builds on That first lesson about radical honesty and boundary setting because it's like I am young, I'm 22, and I'm thinking through what do I want my relationships in my 20s to feel like? How do I want to be cared for? How do I want to be taken care of? How do I want to go on dates and (laughs) and laugh and. Watch Netflix with another person or go to a garden with somebody else or sit on a couch with a fuzzy blanket and watch all of the Halloween town movies in order because fall is coming and that is something that I would really like to do, but also it's a pandemic. So what does that feel like? What does cultivating relationship with somebody across distance feel like? What does cultivating relationships without the immediate possibility of physical touch feel like. And so I'm letting myself move through these questions. I'm letting myself move through relationship building with people who are incredible and giving full space to all of the feelings that they inspire in me, all of the fear all of the butterflies, all of the ways that they make me pick up new books and think about new questions and read new things and new ways. So that's something else that Black August is teaching me in all of August' little lessons about how do I want to feel in relation with and to other people. Another lesson that I'm learning in August is about space. And what space do I like to take up? What space do I intentionally leave alone? The spaces that I'm afraid to go into. The the shadow work, the inner work with myself and my anxiety that I've been afraid to do. And thinking through all of the space that's inside of me. All of the the ways that as different relationships have transitioned as I moved away from spaces, as literal relationships ended? How am I impacted as an emotional space with all of these transitions happening at once? And really allowing myself at times to be still and quiet and soft and not have the answers. How am I engaging with these new spaces around me, this physical space around me in a part of the country that I have never lived in before? How am I engaging in the spaces that nurtured me? How do I think about Baltimore as a space now that I've left it? How do I think about the South as a space now that I've left it? And thinking through all of the ways that spaces impact us. And also thinking about all the ways that we bring all of these spaces with us when we show up in new communities, when we show up in new spaces, I am bringing Baltimore with me. I'm bringing the South with me. I'm bringing all of the the communities that have loved me with me and hopefully doing them justice. I'm thinking through so many of these things through August Little Lessons. I'm thinking through boundaries, and space and feeling and as always i'm thinking about pleasure and what does it mean to have all of these questions do all of this study and still strive to feel good how do i maintain this commitment to an ethic of care and a politic of pleasure and feel good in a moment of such strong transition and A core principle, value, whatever you want to call it, that has helped me is love. I am loved by so many. My granny used to tell me that she loved me before she ever knew me. And to think about all of the ways that I have been consistently, fully, and incredibly loved in my life is a lesson that Black August gave me in abundance. I moved to a completely new part of the country, and that could have been terrifying, and at times it was, but I was held so beautifully by my family who loves me. I was held so beautifully by a new academic department that has shown me so much care and understanding, and different people throughout this department have called me, have answered my abundance of questions, have made time for me. I move through this world with love because it's such a beautiful feeling to be loved, to love others, to love my nephews through all of their temper tantrums and in moments of baby anxiousness, to hear their laughter. Black August has given me so much and done it so beautifully. And through all of the little lessons that I learned in Black August, love is one that came back and she made herself known so fully to the point where I think I'm falling in love beautifully For one of the first times in my life. Falling in love with all that I am right now at 22. Falling in love with my new apartment and the space that I'm creating. With all of the desk building and (laughs) and hanging things on my walls. Falling in love with new people. Creating new spaces with the people that I have loved for so long. Checking in with friends that I love. August has been beautiful, and I trust that September will continue to be beautiful. And through all of the ways that 2020 and the world and the United States are on fire, I am grateful for the lessons that I learned in August. I'm grateful for the lessons I will continue to learn this year. I am grateful for those who love me. I am grateful for Adrienne Marie Brown, for Alice Walker, for Octavia Butler, for George Jackson, for Toni Morrison. I am grateful for C. Riley Snorton. I am grateful for so many, so many things. And I hope that when The Pleasure Pod comes back in October, that I can give a report on September being just as beautiful or even more beautiful than August has mm-hmm. been. So this was an episode of The Pleasure Pod about all of August's beautiful little lessons. I can't wait to hear about what lessons August showed you. Please interact with me on social media at the Read On Twitter and Instagram when you're listening to this, please let me know what lessons that August taught you. Please share this with loved ones, people in your community that you think would benefit from it. I hope you feel how deeply I love you as you're listening to this. Thank you. And as always, let's figure out what feels good so that we can all feel better. So I'm signing off. Mwah!